John's Gospel. John's Gospel, chapter 10, verses 11 to 18. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. Thank you, Brian. He had that thrown at him about five minutes before we went live. So thank you very much for doing that for me. Um, I'll try and be a bit more organized next time. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> just Lord, just be with me. Uh, pour your spirit upon me as I deliver your message this morning as we delve deeper into the message from our Good Shepherd. <clears throat> There are seven statements, I am statements, in John's Gospel. So we've got, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door or the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth and the life. And I am the true vine. And the most descriptive uh, vision we get of Jesus, the, the image we get of Jesus is that of the shepherd. <clears throat> and like a shepherd, Jesus is concerned for the welfare of his sheep. That's us, for the care of us. And as he, he delivered that sermon, just after he'd healed the blind man in the temple, And he declares his identity and states his purpose and his plans. And in these verses, we, we delve deeper into Jesus's heart. <clears throat> I wonder, how well do you really know the shepherd? How many times have you rattled off the 23rd Psalm? It's probably the first one you ever learnt at school. But how well do you really, really know our shepherd? Well, Brian just read a small portion of that uh, reading this morning. But in the first five verses, it says that he uses the imagery of the sheep pen, the sheepfold. <clears throat> Now, the sheepfold was a circular uh, building, a wall, and it was about 10 feet high. <clears throat> and 
it had one single opening as the 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 door the the entrance and several flocks might be in that sheepfold at night and one of the shepherds would lay across the door so that they couldn't get out and no um, no one could get in who shouldn't be in there and Jesus is telling his audience um, that only thieves and robbers seek to enter that um, sheepfold uh, by another means but the shepherd will always come in through the door we're back to doors to remember the last time i preached and i told you about the painting by holman hunt of jesus knocking on the door so this is what he's saying here again the shepherd will only come in through the door and jesus proves that he is the shepherd because of the way he came into the world everything was planned so let's have a quick look at his cv in Isaiah and in Matthew, we hear that he was born of a virgin. And in Micah and Matthew, he was born in Bethlehem. In Galatians 4, he had come in the fullness of time. And in Hosea and Matthew, he had been brought out of Egypt. And in Jeremiah and Matthew, his arrival had provoked the rage of the enemy. Like I said, there could be several flocks sharing in that sheepfold. However, when the shepherd walks up to the door and he calls his own sheep, they instantly recognize his voice and respond to him. They know his call. How many of you recognize your partner or your friend's voice before you see them? I think that most of us do, because we've spent time getting to know that person and we've formed a friendship, a relationship with them, and naturally we recognise their voice. How many of us are parents or grandparents and we can instantly recognise the voice of our children or our grandchildren? Imagine that they're out playing in the garden with their friends and they take a tumble and they start to cry. We instantly know that that is our child who needs us. The thing is, there are many voices in this world and they're all competing with each other. Do this, don't do that. But when our shepherd calls, everything changes because his voice is the only one that can give us hope. When the shepherd calls his sheep, he goes before them and they instinctively follow him. I'm spending some time reflecting on the Psalms and sometimes I post my thoughts on my Facebook page. So, let me jump to Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. I wonder how many times have you actually messed up? I know I have. 
but I also know that my dear shepherd, my good shepherd, he cares about me and he surrounds me with his love. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Let me read that bit again, because that is very, very important. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul and he guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Two pronouns precede the two verbs. He makes me and he leads me. The shepherd is in charge. Yeah? He has decided the path that I'm going to take. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Read that bit again. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. It doesn't just say, oh, some of the days, or only on some days, but all the days of my life. He will be with me. He will be with me when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm lonely, and when I'm worried. He will be walking with me always. The good shepherd, he leads me. Right, okay, back to John. In verses 6 to 10, he reveals, Jesus reveals his identity as the door. Like I said earlier, there is only one opening in or out of the sheepfold. And it was here that the shepherd lay. Nothing could enter the fold and nothing could exit without going through the shepherd first. And Jesus plainly tells his listeners alone that he is the door, the door to God's eternal home. However, he says this, when the thief enters the fold, his primary focus is to use the sheep for his own personal gains. He doesn't care about their welfare. The good shepherd, however, he cares about our, the sheep and he promises to make them a new and a better life. Everything changes when we meet Jesus. 
when he enters into our life, it can't remain the same because he gives us the ability to live and to love and to be better and to do something with our lives that will glorify God. Jesus explains the difference between the caring shepherd and the hired hand. After all, he says, he's only there for his pay. And when trouble comes, he runs away and he'll leave the sheep to be eaten by the wolves. The shepherd, on the other hand, owns the sheep and he has a vested interest in their welfare. He is willing to pay any price to protect his sheep, even giving his own life for them. Jesus has proven himself to be the good shepherd because he didn't run away, but he did everything in his power to save us, his sheep. Isaiah 53 verse 6 says this, all of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. When we go our own way, we get separated. Our relationship with God is separated. So just spend a moment to think about this. He came down from heaven. He was born in human flesh. He was without sin. And he died on the cross, taking the place of every sinner. He was beaten. He was mocked. He was spat on. He was whipped and forced to wear a crown of, of thorns. Why? because he loved us and he deserves that title, the Good Shepherd. Now, I don't know about you, but if I look into a field of sheep, they all look the same to me. But when Jesus speaks about the bond that exists between the shepherd and his sheep, he can tell them apart. It made me think about the little things you that you know about your own partner, your own loved ones. Do they have a mole or a scar that you notice and others may not? Now, I, I've got two black and white cats. They're totally different. One has a black smudge on his nose and one black ear and one white ear. And the other one is almost all black with a white tummy. One is a fussy eater. And the other one is a scrounger because not only does he eat what we give him, he goes around to all our neighbors and gets treats from them as well. Now think about Christ, our good shepherd. He knows everything about us. He knows our individual weaknesses and our failings. He knows our strengths and our weakness. 
He knows our joy. He knows our sorrow. He knows the burdens we carry. He makes a note of all of those things, all our doubts, our worries, our fears, our trials, our conflicts. And he comes to our help, to our aid. He watches over us with love and understanding. So let me ask you the question that I first started out with. How well do you know the shepherd? Well, I suppose the way you answer that depends on where you want to spend eternity, yeah? In Nick Fawcett's book of Daily Reflections, he wrote this, The Meditation of the Shepherd. To what lengths would I go in looking after my sheep? That's a good question. I'd watch over them night and day if I had to. For it's dangerous country out there, and there are wild animals aplenty that would make a meal for them, given half the chance. I'd search for them too, should they be lost. And yes, defend them if necessary, provided I was suitably armed. But knowingly surrender my life for them? Now, I'd draw a line at that. After all, it's sheep we're talking about, nothing more, a way of earning a living, keeping a roof over one's head, and money in one's pocket. There's no room for sentimental attachments. Would any go further? Certainly none that I know of. A hired hand wouldn't, that's for sure. They'd run a mile at the first whiff of danger. And even the most dedicated among us would save their own skin first, if push came to shove. No, I've heard of some fine shepherds in my time. But to lay down your life for your sheep, that would be something else. Could any flock be worth it? Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we cannot thank you enough for your goodness, for your patience, your concern and devotion. Repeatedly we go astray, yet you seek us out, never resting until we are found. Even when we ignore your guidance, you continue to call us, gently leading us back. Though we are foolish and fickle, naively following the crowd, you stay true to us, refusing to let us go. For your awesome love gave everything to bring us life. So receive our grateful praise and our heartfelt worship. Amen.